I'm joined by Nicola. If you'd like to introduce yourself and tell us a little bit about your role and what it involves. Hi, so my name's Nicola. I am a standards or quality advisor for Waits Group, which is a main contractor in construction. So my role kind of involves a bit of everything, really. So I do a bit in terms of technology. So I look after our IT systems in terms of the iPad system and how they use it on sites. I also look at doing support and quality actually on site. So doing inspections, delivering workshops. And then I also do auditing, which is kind of just looking at making sure people are doing what they're supposed to be doing and writing a report afterwards and presenting that to um, the teams around us as well. So you mentioned teams. Who else works in your team? So there's a technology team. So they're the ones who deliver the training on the iPad system and get them to use it on site. And then there's lots of managers as well. So we have a quality manager and we have a business improvement and transformation team leader, which is our lovely Emma. But we also work as a big team as well. So I work regionally. So I work with every single person in the company near enough, right from North Wales, right up to Scotland. So I cover a really wide range of area and I get to work with operations directors and site managers and quantity surveyors. They're like accountants for construction and then bid managers, they're the people who actually get us the work in and things like that. So it's really a varied job and I work as a big, massive team as well as my tiny little team. There's only nine of us in our actual team, so it's quite good fun. It sounds like you get to travel around a lot because I was going to ask you what your sort of typical day looks like. What would a typical day look like for you? Most of the time, though, I love to spend time on sites. So I, I travel to look at construction sites, do some training with them, do some support visits with them, go around the construction site, have a look at what they're actually doing on there, uh, maybe give them some hints and tips of how to improve the quality. Sometimes I work in the office, so I'm in meetings and working groups trying to improve the systems that we already have in place. And then occasionally, which more now, but a little bit before as well, I got to work from home, which is a little bit of a bonus for my role. If you've had a busy week traveling around the country, it's nice to work from home on a Friday. <laughs> you mentioned you work with lots of different people. What's the most important skills you need to work with a large team? Communication, definitely. So I communicate in lots of different forms. So that's report writing, presentations to a large group of people at conferences and things like that. Also in written form in my report writing, I have to make sure that I'm doing professional reports, but analytical and making sure I justify everything I put in there. And a lot of just like personal skills as well. So the soft kind of skills. So being empathetic, especially in this kind of current climate where they're under a lot of pressure being empathetic in the situation but also um, being able to communicate with lots of different people and lots of different backgrounds and trade people so that's the people who are building things on sites so the joiners and the brick workers and the roofers to clients and our quantity surveyors and our project managers as well so yeah lots of communication skills but also lots of analytical skills as well so understanding the situation and trying to analyze what's happening what problems can I solve how can I help them make that thing better Thanks, that's really, really interesting. Prior to your current role, what did you do before? <laughs> so, I've had such a weird career, I suppose. So, previously I worked, I still work for Waits Group, but I was a site manager in um, Fit Out. So, I used to fit out mainly Marks and Spencers, but I also did some schools and leisure centres as well. And then before that, I actually worked in architecture, and that's what my degree's in. So, it's my degree's in architecture and environmental design. So I went to Sheffield Hallam University and studied that for three years. 
and then I did two years in practice. So I actually designed buildings and also looked at how they were constructed on site and made sure they actually met the design that I'd give them and submit planning applications and things like that. So very varied career in that sense. Um, and obviously to get into university, I went to college and again, did a bit of a weird mix of subjects, but um, did maths, design technology and business, which has kind of helped me along the way develop my skills as well. So did you have to take any other qualifications to go from architecture into the role that you're doing now as a standards advisor? Yeah, so I had to do a internal auditors course, which is a two day course, which is run by the British Standards Institute, BSI, but I'm also working towards chartership as well. I've currently got my practitioner in quality status with the Chartered Quality Institute. And what we do there is you have to justify your skills and match it with evidence. So basically doing lots of CPDs, so continuous professional development online or physically in training courses to prove your competence so that you can go into a role like that. Thank you. Linking up your previous career in architecture and your current role in construction, what would you say is the main school subject that helped you with both current job and your previous role in architecture? My main school subject was probably design technology because you do a lot of that. It's very similar to architecture in that sense. So it's a lot of doing research about what you're actually trying to produce, understanding materials and how materials go together, the strengths and that and stuff like that. But I'd also say it's supported by maths. So I couldn't have done it without having some form of maths qualification as well. So understanding um, forces and things like that, especially in my role in architecture. But even to an extent, a bit of science as well, I suppose you could link it through to there as well in terms of the analytical bit and experimenting around with processes and things like that. But mainly design technology, understanding research and materials designing, developing, evaluating, process writing, things like that, and using technology to present all that as well. So has your job taught you anything about yourself? Lots. <laughs> One is that I, I never thought I, I would continue to learn so much. It's like the saying, every day is a school day, and people joke around with that, but it generally is. There's so much to be learning every single day, construction especially. Things are changing all the time. There's new technology coming out, there's new methods of way of building, there's new ways of doing things using modern methods of construction, so like off-site and things like that. There's new regulations coming out all the time, so I'm always learning, learning, learning. This one takes a mick out of me because I'm always doing courses, but it, it's just the way it is. It's also helped me build my confidence up as well. I think when you, you become an expert in your field a little bit, you then have a lot more confidence, so... Um, knowing what I'm talking about I'm able to stand in front of lots of people and say this is what I do this is what I know and this is how I can help you so it has improved my confidence absolutely massively amazing are there any myths or misconceptions around working in the construction industry that you want to sort of dispel yeah one is that a lot of people think it's low skilled which I don't think it is at all Every single job, whether you're working on site, actually physically building, or you're working um, for a main contractor doing the kind of management of building, every single job requires you to have quite a bit of skill and professionalism. And a lot of people kind of look down on the industry. And I think actually this COVID-19 thing has kind of highlighted actually that construction can do some wonderful things. Like we've built Nantigale hospitals across the country and things like that. So I think that's one thing to remember, that it isn't low skilled. It really is 
every single person has their own talents and their own skills. The other thing I think as well is that people think it's low paid. It's actually quite a lucrative industry. You can get paid really well whether you're self-employed or you're working for a company. And I think that's really important to highlight. I come from a disadvantaged background and if I was to look at the industry and people do look down on it a little bit, but actually I'm now in a really comfortable position financially. And I think that's really important to highlight that you can have such great social mobility with construction. You don't have to have a degree, for instance. You can go through the apprenticeship route through college and do it that way if you're not necessarily academic and enough to go to university and do that full degree. And you can build your professionalism and your skills up through actual work rather than getting that qualification. So I think definitely it's not low skilled, it's not low paid. And also I think it's just so diverse. Like I said, there's so many people from lots of different backgrounds. It's not your typical um, strong men. <laughs> like There's so many people now in the industry of nationalities and male, female, uh, everything. It's just such a diverse industry. So don't be afraid to kind of join it and embrace it a little bit. Yeah. Brilliant. Thank you, Nicola. Thank you. I'm going to finish and ask if you've got any top tips or advice for young people who want to sort of get into construction. Yeah. So one of the main things I'd say is that don't just think it's just building things. So don't just think of it as brickies and roofers and joiners. Think of all the different roles that are in construction and understand that probably any skill that you have can probably be applied to construction. So if you're really into graphic design and that kind of element, you could work for our bid team and actually put documents together and presentations together and posters to promote our business. Or if you're really into maths and you think maybe I want to be an accountant, well, why don't you do quantity surveying instead? Because that's basically an accountancy for construction. You're pricing buildings. You're actually um, understanding that. Law, for instance, is a massive subject in construction as well so I think first thing is look at your skills see how you can apply that to construction the other thing is just have confidence to speak to people in the industry we're a really friendly bunch we've all come from really mixed backgrounds so uh, my colleague Amelia for instance she used to work for Disney as a performance in acting and dancing and now she works in our technology team within our business improvement team. So everyone comes from such weird and wonderful backgrounds. So we're all really friendly bunches. So do speak to people because that's the way you learn where your interests are and how you can get into an industry. And then the other thing is just focus on your education as well. I think it's really important to not just kind of go into one subject and think I'm going to go with that. I think explore what you actually like learning about and how you can apply those skills into something a bit bigger than just pure like science for instance my pet hates when people say I want to be a scientist I'm like what kind of scientist there's so many different types of scientists understand what you actually want to do it doesn't have to be that broad like brush of scientist <laughs> just because you do science so I think definitely explore some of the skills that you have and explore the education that you're doing and see how you can apply that to the industry Thank you so much for your time today, Nicola. It's been really, really great to talk to you and really interesting to find out all about what you do and the construction industry. Thank you so much. Thank you.